Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily Number 36. It is Friday, January 3rd, 2020. I am your host, Scott Gumbar. Tick tock, tick tock. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right. Happy first Friday, everyone. Another light news day. I expect these light news days will end soon, but let's jump right into it. CCPA, I meant, I meant to mention this yesterday, but the CCPA, the California Consumer Protection Act, went into effect on January 1st. This is by far the strictest of the privacy laws in, in the United States at this moment. There are more legis- There is more legislation federally and state state level being processed, being um, created now. But as at this moment, the California Consumer Protection Act is the strictest on record in the U.S. All right, moving along on bleeping computer reported yesterday, May's ransomware sued for publishing victims' stolen data. So in a kind of flip-the-script move here, the anonymous operators behind May's ransomware are being sued by a victim for illegally ac- accessing their network, stealing data, encrypting computers, and publishing the stolen data after ransom was not paid. The company suing Maze is Southwire, a leading wire and cable manufacturer from Carrollton, Georgia, who was attacked on December 2019. As a part of this attack, ransomware allegedly stole 120 gigs of data and encrypted 878 devices. So you may, you may remember we talked about Southwire sometime last month, and uh, they, so now they flipped the script and said, we're going to sue Maze. I don't know how that's going to work considering it's likely that the people behind Maze are not in the U.S. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to update as as updates are available on that. On the Hacker News, Landry's restaurant chain suffers payment card theft via POS malware. So yet another POS malware um, compromise. Landry's, a popular restaurant chain in the United States, has announced a malware attack on its point of sale. Systems that allow cyber criminals to steal customers' payment card information. Landry's owns and operates more than 600 bars, restaurants, hotels, casinos, food and beverage outlets with over 60 different brands such as Landry's Seafood, Chart House, Saltgrass Steakhouse, Claim, Jumper, Morton's the Steakhouse, Mastro's Restaurants, and Rainforest Cafe. So I can tell you I've never eaten in any of those. And I'm pretty sure the only one that exists in my area, oh, actually now that I'm looking at the complete list, some of these are in the in the northeast um so the according to the breach notification published this week the malware was designed to search for and likely steal sensitive customer credit card data including credit card numbers expiration dates verification codes and in some cases the cardholder name pos malware infected point of sale terminals at all andrew's own locations but fortunately due to -to end-to-end encryption technology used by the company Attackers failed to steal payment card data from cards swiped at its restaurants. However, Landry's outlets also use order entry systems with card reader attached for waitstaff to enter kitchen and bar orders and to swipe Landry's select club reward cards, which allowed attackers to successfully steal customers' payment data in rare circumstances when waitstaff mistakenly swiped payment cards on them. So good news for Landry's. Sounds like they were prepared. Um... But if you've eaten at any of those, and there's a full list on, on the Hacker News, but if you've eaten or partaken in any of the uh, entertainment facilities, then you're going to want to 
check your cards and make sure that they're not being used and monitor them going forward. Uh, on Bleeping Computer, Python 2.7 reaches end of life after 20 years of development. So for you Python developers out there, uh, as of January 1st of this year, so yesterday, or two days ago, sorry, Python 2.7 has officially reached the end of life and will no longer receive security updates, bug fixes, or other improvements going forward. You might re remember, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago we reported there was a Python module that was compromised. Um, so it sounds like Going forward, those will not be updated anymore. Update to Python 3, I think it's 3.3 maybe. Uh, I don't see it here. So it's Python 3, whatever the newest version of Python 3 is. Um, threat post. TikTok banned by U.S. Army over China security concerns. So the U.S. Army this week has ban TikTok from government-owned devices as, as scrutiny over the platform's relationship with China grows. With backlash swelling around TikTok's relationship with China, the United States Army this week announced that U.S. soldiers can no longer have social media app on government-owned phones. TikTok, which is a social media app used to create and share short-form videos, is owned by Beijing-based parent company ByteDance. Despite its popularity with users and celebrities, the app touts over 1.3 billion installs world war, worldwide. Several incidents over the past year have caused privacy experts to question how data from TikTok is being collected, used, and whatever it is being censored by China's government. Um, <coughs> I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I did see something yesterday, and I'm not sure if it was in here, but they talked about uh, TikTok was released a report to show what countries had asked for information from the application itself, and for whatever reason, China was not on that list. And it's kind of hard to believe, given the current situation going on in Hong Kong. So uh, there are concerns that uh, that China is using TikTok somehow, since it is a Chinese-based company that they're using it to spy on U.S. citizens and, and possibly the Hong Kong protesters, and et cetera. So if you're using TikTok, use it with a little bit of caution. Be careful what you're sharing. Um, we don't know if, if it possibly is, is stealing facial, um, if it's using it in facial recognition as a way to develop a database. Um, but we'll see. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more about that going forward. Uh, the Hacker News, I'm not sure how to say this, but Xiaomi cameras, it's X-I-A-O-M-I, -I, connected to Google Nest, exposed video feeds from others. Internet-connected devices have been one of the most remarkable developments that have happened to humankind in the last decade. Although this development is a good thing, it also stipulates a high security and privacy risk to personal information. We saw this with Ring cameras, so now we're talking about, I believe it's Xiaomi IP cameras. In one such recent privacy mishap, smart IP cameras manufactured by Chinese smartphone maker Xiaomi found mistakenly shared sharing surveillance footage of Xiaomi users with other random users without any permission. The issue appears to affect Xiaomi IP cameras only when streamed through connected Google's Nest Hub, which came into light when a bit when a Reddit user claimed that the, his Google Nest Hub is apparently pulling random feeds from other users instead of his own Xiaomi Mijia cameras. The Reddit user 
Also shared some photos showing other people's homes, an older adult sleeping on a chair, and a baby sleeping in its crib that appeared on its Nest Hub screen. It appears the issue doesn't reside in Google products. Instead, it could be a bug in the way Xiaomi implemented the connection between its smart cameras and Nest Hub. So if you're using Xiaomi cameras and the Nest Hub, you, you might want to... Uh, you might want to reconsider that until something, until there's a fix of some sort. As a precaution, Google has also temporarily disabled Xiaomi devices' access to its Nest Hub and Assistant applications, so you won't be able to anyway. And uh, that, I believe, is going to do it for today's edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until Monday. Or if you want to hear the weekly show, which I'll be recording next, um, until Monday, stay secure.